Overwhelmingly, the more than 7,000 state and national lawmakers attended and graduated from public universities. Again, overwhelmingly, these elected officials attend schools in their home state. A vast majority of the U.S. Congress have post-secondary education. A soundbite from Ted Cruz's 2015 announcement of his intention to seek the U.S. presidency in 2016 reveals that he participated in student council. Universities, by default or design, have a role to play in educating leaders, of encouraging participation in the processes of representative governments and the complexities of participatory democracy. And elected officialdom in the United States currently needs help. According to a 2012 poll by the Paul Simon Public Policy Institute of Southern Illinois University Carbondale, Illinoisans believe political corruption is the norm for both federal and state governments. Likewise, unfortunately, a Rasmussen poll shows that voter confidence in the U.S. Congress is still at dismally low levels. Are universities responsible for this confidence deficit? Not solely, but they have a role to play. The University of Phoenix, where enrollment is sinking like a rock, makes no serious claim for educating students to become leaders. Rather, it claims to effectively prepare students for jobs. I believe the differences between these two goals, workforce preparation and leadership capability, are nil. To those with whom I work, students, faculty, and staff of every stripe, I see a remarkable congruence between people who are capable in their own areas of expertise and have a propensity to participate, manage, and lead in their extended communities. Every residential university website that I have visited addresses leadership opportunities for students in order to prepare them for the opportunities and responsibilities of citizenship in a free society. And rightly so. Unfortunately, the institutional success rate for engaging students is not a point of pride. Nationally, less than 4% of the student population participates in student elections, according to the American Student Government Association. Typically, the majority of student leaders do not fulfill their term of office. On my previous campus, SIU, nearly 10 years ago, Nate Brown, an energetic student government president, conducted a study and found that the majority of undergraduate student senators never appeared on the ballot but were appointed because of a lack of participation. Only a few students out of 100 could identify the student center who represented them. These trends haven't changed much in the last decade. The reasons for lack of participation sound astonishingly familiar to declarations on 24-hour-a-day cable outlets and major network news. Apathy, ignorance, belief of no impact, and a multitude of other frail excuses explicate voter absence. The anti-Semitism exhibited at UCLA recently and the apparent racism seen at the University of Oklahoma put an explanation point on the importance of the cultural impact of campus climate. Anti-Semitism, racism, and other unacceptable forms of discrimination exist but are not rampant on college campuses. Thankfully, generalizations will not work. 
I've taught in a classroom that has students from Nepal, Benin, Moscow, Vietnam, and China, as well as first-generation Americans of Mexican descent, Polish descent, second-generation Irish-Americans, Italian-Americans, German-Americans, Jews, Protestants, Catholics, Muslims, Hindus, atheists, people of diverse sexual orientation, and a fellow in a wheelchair. Every persuasion of the human condition. Nearly. This setting I found inquisitiveness and appreciation for different worldviews, religions, races, ethnicities, and other defining characteristics of individualism required for a free and open society. Each seems to learn from all. The young man from Hoylton, Illinois, population 532, is as wide-eyed as I am sometimes. And all of this variety from 27 souls, including me and the guy from Hoylton. This is a crockpot for student leadership and 21st century citizenship. Not a pressure cooker of rules, regulations, canon, and code, but a simmering of various conditions, ideas, and perspectives in ways that provide appreciated insight while not detracting from distinctive perspective. Life gets juice from the poaching that occurs here and the sense of appreciation that I get in engaging this heterogeneous group of people as they become part of something larger than themselves is hard to describe, but, but powerfully important for both me and them. Universities have a role to play in cultivating leaders who understand complex groups of people with different cultural, ethnic, intellectual, and social perspectives. And while institutional leaders have a central role to play, they cannot do it alone. Faculty and staff are live models and should accept that mantle of leadership for the students who observe them every day in living out informed citizenship. To the extent that universities engage students, they fulfill their responsibility to help students become capable contributors to economic sustainability individually and collectively and participants in a free society. This responsibility should be aggressively pursued as it is a founding and distinguishing characteristic of the U.S. college campus, critical to the continuation of a free society and the stew pot from which attitudes and ideas are distilled and enlivened. For references and citations, please visit WalterWendler.com. I'm Walter Wendler, president of West Texas A&M University.